Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Pay attention to that line. Pussy ain't nothing but a game to me. Pockets of fat because it's free to me. Okay, that that's some that's some shit you need to write the fuck down. Right. See, that goes up there with like Plato, Aristotle, like that's that level of. That's knowledge. like, I'm gonna teach my sons that. Like, listen, be respectful to the ladies, but understand, pussy ain't nothing but a game to me. <laughs> My pockets are fat because it's free to me. Okay. Swinging our dicks like a new jack. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of music that I have to put my headphones on when I want to bump. Right. Like, oh, dad's got his headphones unless you, on. Unless you really, really want to make people awkward. But usually that's with adults. <laughs> yeah, with adults, I'll do it. But not the children. Uh, AMG, ladies and gentlemen. Bitch better have my money. <laughs> my childhood uh, it was funny too because like adam and i are talking about you know um the the rap music we sounded like a couple of old geezers you know you know back in my day this was this wouldn't be considered rap this would be pussy shit pussy shit <laughs> a lot of rappers are singing now and i'm like are you a singer or are you a rapper i'm confused <laughs> like drake has i think he has a whole album well we had an argument about uh rap at work and I was like, listen, I might have even said this already. I said, if you – a rapper with a ghostwriter is a pop star who raps. I said, listen, pop music is, is great. 
There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not hating. But they're not that's not a real rapper. A real rapper writes their own shit from their own mind. And if then What? If they have one. If they have one. If you have a ghostwriter, you're a pop star. Enjoy making your money. But you're not a real rapper, I'm sorry. Just the way it is. Also if you're singing about Gucci. Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game, Gucci game. <laughs> like not these fucking these, you can't even relate to rappers anymore. Right. Like that was a cool thing. Like like when I was a kid, I, I listened to a lot of rap, and people asked me like, "Why? Like you're not black, you know?" I'm like, "Cause I grew up in a fucking poor ass neighborhood, so I could I could relate to just trying to eat." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Nowadays, fuck, who the hell can relate with these people buying these? All they talk about is cars, money. See, they, see, back in the day, they used to talk about getting those things. Now they're talking about having those things. And it's like, yeah, oh. How many they have, how rich they are compared to, you know. That, I got a 12-car garage and only got six cars. That's that's like a line in one of the songs. I'm like, okay, fill the garage in. What the fuck? I don't <laughs> it's know. Like you better step the game up. Like. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like you have a bitch. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, that bitch better have my money came out in 1991. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's, um, it's funny because, like, I was watching uh, Chris, one of Chris D'Elia's old stand-up specials, and he's standing, he, you know, and he goes, yeah, and I, he goes, you know, and I'm, I'm single, and he goes, and it, it's good that way because, you know, I try to keep myself real, and then he does his, like, little voice where he's trying to be gangster. It's like, shit, play it. You know, he tries to be all gangster. He goes, right. and some, he goes, I try to keep it so real. Sometimes I'm at home, I look out my window of my house, and I think, God damn, the streets are real. <laughs> 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 like you could just see him with one arm up on the wall, leaning this shit, looking out the window. Go, God damn, these streets are real. It's real. Make sure the door lock. Real, <laughs> real. Full <laughs> uh, shit. All right, so we are back with episode three hundred two. Uh, it feels like we haven't done this in a while, like a long time. Yeah, uh, but I think it's because we did the two weeks of just kind of listening to our old, you know, the original podcast, episode 300 and 301. And then we took a week off, which was last week for the holiday. Um, and uh, we're back this week. Uh, just so you know, we met, we kind of teased this before. We have a new format starting this show. Uh, gone is the uh, the main story because, you know, it really sometimes gets so fucking difficult to find a main topic to talk about. So, because um, a lot of times there'll be Adam and I five minutes before we record. Oh, yeah. Hey, we can talk about that. All right. Yeah, that'll work. Because <laughs> right. there's like nothing going on. Um, and uh, so we just added um, two more news stories. And we are doing a new section called the Random Roundtable, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, oh, but don't worry. The uh, what the actual fuck is still around. Yeah. Because that's the bane of this show. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we go through the rest of it just to get to the. <laughs> just to get to the what the actual fuck and i'm very curious to see yours which i'm thinking since it's, there's no hyperlink in it i'm thinking uh -oh. is, is that uh was that a uh is that a personal story you want to discuss no it's just me <laughs> fucking up <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, yeah you know so i took an extra day off and uh i decided <laughs> you know, uh, let me just correct that error <laughs> uh so yeah so um we had the week off last week. Uh, uh, how did you? You took an extra. You you got a four day weekend. Yeah, last week? I did. Um, well, on the Friday that I got off, I went and saw Solo, 
which we'll get to in a right. And then I went and um, I went to the Waffle House for the first time. It was uh, about as good as I thought it would be. Nice and cheap, though. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, what else did I do? I went to a local comic book shop, Gotham City Comics. And one thing I liked about it is they left me the fuck alone. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I hate is when you go to a comic shop and they're up your ass. It's like, dude, <laughs> I know what I'm looking at. All right. I'm going to need you to take about 10 steps back. You can but, tell like a legit comic store, like an old school comic store lets you pretty much just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Sometimes they'll just talk to you, like shoot the shit with you from like there behind the counter. And if it's a small shop, they'll yell across the way, you know, like, hey, what's going on? You know, and then you just kind of shoot the shit with them. But then there's others that are just trying to upsell you. Yeah, and it's and, annoying. Yeah. But um, they had a lot of collectibles in there. They had a lot of uh, art on the wall, which is always nice. Um, the weekend, I didn't do much of shit. Keep it real. You know, what did you do? Uh, well, Thursday I went to, uh, cause I got a birthday present from Patrick, uh, went to the El Capitan in, uh, Hollywood and, uh, my brother went with me and we went and saw Solo at the El Capitan, which is actually pretty cool. My brother got it, uh, won one of the little giveaways. They're giving away shit at a raffle and, uh. Motherfucker got, he, his ticket was one number up from me. And I looked and I'm like, oh, is it me? And then all of a sudden it was like nine, one. Mine was nine, zero. I'm like, who's the motherfucker? And I saw my brother get up and I'm like, that motherfucker. This right crooked ass <laughs> bitch. <laughs> this plain bitch. <laughs> you just look at him shaking your head. Like, oh, I was, I was, I was, I was stink eyeing that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but, uh. Which was actually kind of cool because it was his birthday weekend. Right. So, you know, he got uh, a solo hat and like a backpack and, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cool little shit. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. Did that. Uh, it's my brother. It was my brother's birthday on Saturday. So we went out to dinner, went to uh, uh, BJ's Brewery and mm-hmm. uh, got some food over there and their pizookie. Oh, fuck, man. Their pizookies are awesome. When it's your birthday, you get a free one. Nice. So. Yeah, so it's basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just basically a baked cookie with ice cream on top. And, oh, so good. So good. So good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Sunday, we really didn't do much of shit. And then Monday, had a barbecue and uh, all that. I, I got uh, Detroit, being human. Mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to play it yet, but uh, but I got it. So And Patrick just got it, too. I just saw he got it the other day. And um, be, be, I didn't I didn't play yet because I I knew I haven't updated my PlayStation Four in like months, <laughs> so I was like, you know, it's best to turn it on, let it update before I go in there and go. Fuck, I want to play. Well, this doesn't game it auto auto update? No, we had a power outage like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so it's off off. It was off off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I always have my Xbox and my PlayStation on standby. But oh, um, for a couple of months ago, like every other week, we had a, a small outage. And um, and everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do we always have these little outages? And, you know, once the power's out for a little bit, it, off, it turns off, off. Uh, off, off. So, yeah. Off, off. Off, so, <laughs> uh, I saw yeah. I saw um, Solo in uh, a theater called the Cine Capri. Ooh. It's, just a, it's just at the AMC. It's... <laughs> They're trying to be classy. And it was so stupid. I have to say this real quick. 
they had curtains there. You know, they're trying to class up the joint. This right. is big ass theater. And um, the curtains are open because I'm watching the stupid commercials before. And then they start to close. And I'm like, what's happening? And my friend's like, oh, they're going to start the movie. And I'm like, okay. They close, and then they open them again. again. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. That's old school. That's like feature presentation. Yeah, but it was already open. (laughs) It just just seems so inefficient. (laughs) I, I know what you're saying. They used to do that here, too, at some other theaters. Like, you'd see the previews, and then they'd close the curtains and then reopen them again because... Now it's future presentation. Um, yeah, but aside from that, you know, um, I was just, I have been fighting a little bit of depression over the last couple of days. I don't know why it hit me kind of hard this week. And um, so I was just kind of like trying to kind of, you know, motivate myself and get myself from, you know, not sitting there and, you know, delving into delving into it in a negative way. But, you know, it's it's so it's just been a little bit of that. I mean, you know, there, there are ways to deal with it, you know, and, and some people tell you don't do crack. <laughs> but then when you do it, you kind of realize, you know what, you really shouldn't do crack. And those that say that, you know, porn isn't a, a, a good, uh, a good uh, substitute for physical attraction. They're just not watching the right <laughs> porn. That's right. They got to find <laughs> that genre that really sticks with them. <laughs> they, they really do. Because that, that, that's really what I kind of just, I, I kind of feel. Well, I was called an insensitive prick at work, and I think I'm, I still think I'm right. And <laughs> usually when someone calls me an insensitive prick, it's because I am right. And they just well, don't want to fucking it's hear like it. In, it's like in Star Trek Into Darkness, where when Spock tells Kirk, since you've resorted to name calling, you, right. you find my point valid. <laughs> exactly. So I there's two years ago, someone in my in my office took a leave of absence and their their reasoning was stress. So my 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 company will let you go because they're a big company and they they don't want to get sued, so they don't pay you for it. But you guaranteed a job whenever you decide you can work again. So now a bunch of people do it. So it's like oh I'm depressed and they'll take off or oh I'm stressed out or oh my dog died or just some weird shit. So there's someone that's on that right now. And they say that they, they, they feel down, so they can't work. And they and uh, my friend um, Tori was like, what do you think about that, Adam? I go, I think work is the cure for depression. <laughs> That's what my grandfather used to tell me. You work enough, you can't even fucking remember why you were upset in the first place. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're so insensitive. And I'm like, listen. listen. Right. <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not saying this to give Steve shit, because I know Steve believes this as well depression's a real thing at all it sucks you know this and that but as steve says he gets up and he gets he pushes himself to keep on moving the world keeps on spinning (laughs) this is what (laughs) and i gave him that speech that i've given all my kids like it no matter what happens to you people kind of go oh that sucks gotta go and they go and do their own shit so you can either jump on the train or i mean you can you can stay at the ticket booth i don't know i don't know what people want to do so or jump underneath it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the point is, there's a train there. Okay. <laughs> no, I got called insensitive, and I was like, "Yeah, well, it is what it is." <laughs> That's when you go. Have you met me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know why this comes as a shock to you. People. Did you Did you think I was gonna just be overly sensitive about this matter? 
<laughs> you asked my opinion. What's up? <laughs> oh, wait. You know what? I was just out of fucks to give. <laughs> <laughs> I had one, too, this morning, and I gave it to someone else, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I guess on that note, we uh, get right into the random roundtable. You know, there were a lot of a lot of different ones. I was like thinking, like, well, I should use a new one for this. But a lot of the ones I was looking for were like too much. Like, it's that loud noise you hear, like when you get up in the morning and you're just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to kill you because of that loud sound. Right. Uh, and then I thought, oh, you know, this is kind of mellow. This is kind of cool. It's the like first time I heard it. it it's smooth, baby. Yeah, you know, it's like it like eases it in. Like you're just about to like put it in for the first time, and you're just like taking it a little easy. That's kind of how we're doing it on this right. show. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, we going balls deep later on. <laughs> oh yeah, please believe. You, you always start off with just the tip, and then it's like by the right. by the end, you your balls are in as well. That's like, it's, like it's sometimes <laughs> sometimes people say everybody loses a game of just the tip. I think everybody wins. So <laughs> it's not even balls deep at that point. It's taint deep. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your testicles have disappeared. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. So what do you got? What do you got for uh, what do you got for us? For the random round table? Is that what we're doing? Because I'm confused. <laughs> I got yeah. into the song and I was like, shit, where are we? <laughs> Listen, um Bitch better have mine. <laughs> hey. No, I've been reading comics hefty. Bruh, like just I, I've been nonstop reading comics. I've been reading old runs, new runs. <laughs> I've new read runs. all of them, dude. And and uh I've been a hundred percent into it, like to the point, like you know, you finally have caught up when you start theorizing, when you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, and you start connecting <laughs> this, the dots. This, mother, this motherfucker texts me on Friday, go, hey, 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 you got a minute? And I'm thinking, oh shit, now what? Because usually when he tells asks me that, it's usually I'm gonna have to change the schedule of recording the show somehow, and then all of a sudden it's like, so I've been reading like. Uh, I've been reading this and I got an I, I got a I got a theory and I was like, oh shit, he's this, gone. <laughs> it's conspiracy. He's Alex Jonesing at this. First point. of all, I texted him with the fucking truth and he wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now. <laughs> so there's been two recently, like the last couple like months. There's been two times where DC, a DC character or characters has been in a Marvel book where they do a kind of slick, you know what I mean? Yeah, with the boot. Or right. Like one that. of them, it was Shazam's arm. Right. And then um, the other one was kind of blatant. It was the, the bottom half of both Superman and Wonder Woman. Right. So I'm like, okay, doing little cameos kind of. Which, which were like throwbacks to like their old crossovers. Right. So I'm like, oh, these cameos are kind of thick. But then. That's the Marvel Universe. Zip over to DC Universe, and the damn source wall's broken because the Justice League broke it during the metal event. Right. And it's it's leaking, and the Green Lanterns are there trying to fucking, uh, shit, you know, they're trying to hold it together. And they're like, oh, the multiverse is leaking. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are they gearing up for another <laughs> motherfucking Marvel DC crossover? That's what I think it is. I'm done, dude. <laughs> Remember that shit? That shit was yeah. dope. Happened, and that was back with the long hair Superman too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that you know, if they did that, I, that would be like the greatest thing ever. But at the same time, 
I would love to see Marvel and DC do that because it would just explode the heads of all the little fanboys. Yeah, the ones that think that there's some kind of fucking secret war between the two going. Right. You know, it'd just be like just to see them, you know, each other's head just completely blow up. That would just be too fucking awesome. I would love that. Yeah, because I I've been I've been seeing that like with the other ones too, where they're talking about like, um, oh yeah, we had this, which is a throwback to this cover when it was Superman and Spider Man got together and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that would just be so awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then you know what they'd really throw it off would be okay. We're gonna do a crossover, but we're gonna have the DC guys do the Marvel the Marvel uh, issues and Marvel do the DC issues. That would be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would just be like you'd be like going, yeah, you know, we got. Uh, we got Dan Slott doing uh doing Wonder Woman. You'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Bendis is writing both. Oh shit! <laughs> Zack Snyder's doing Iron Man. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Scott Snyder, not Zack. Scott Snyder doing that. Zack Snyder's writing other shit too. This fucking the world's upside down. <laughs> He's writing the movie for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, they that's what they should do is do a movie crossover. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm still collecting them. I just haven't gotten down to to reading a lot of them because I'm. I'm. I'm at that point where I'm like, should I just start reading at the new point, or should I just start reading the issue, the last few issues leading up to the new one? Because like with uh, Spider Man and and Iron Man and all of that, you know, they're having new writers and they're going issue ones, you know, um, at that point. So it's kind of like, hmm, do I do that? But I want to read like Dan Slott's last. I got to go back and read uh, the Mighty Thor because that's when. Um, they have that one issue where Thor goes to Valhalla, which is supposed to be where, um, what's her name, uh, ends up dying. See, I haven't read any of the stuff with her even in it. Yeah, because they're supposed to be like she goes. They go. Um, Thor goes to Valhalla, which I guess she's supposed to finally succumb to cancer, and then the my, Odin son takes over again. Yeah. And uh, so that should be interesting. I want to. I want to kind of read up on that, but also at the same time, I kind of want to make this like pillow. Because I know once I burn through those, I'm going to be like, okay. Now, it's like when you finally binge watch, finish binge watching a season. Right. You're like, fuck, I got nothing left. <laughs> hey, man, you got any more of them episodes left? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking scratching. <laughs> fucking like uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> For real. No, I, um, yeah, I want to, um, I definitely want to catch up on a lot of stuff. Do you mean the Mighty Thor at the gates of Valhalla? Yes, that one. Yeah, I have it. I haven't read it, though. Um, I have a lot of comics, dude. <laughs> I've been going fucking crazy with it, but I'm ready. My my fucking body is ready, dude. Like most of <laughs> most of this weekend, I was fucking reading. Like He's yesterday, doing pushups on the floor with the comic and right it on the floor. Um, my my wife wanted yesterday. Sometimes she goes, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, okay, you know, it's fine. A nothing day. What else is new? <laughs> but I'm dunch. Um, so I was like, fine, I'm gonna read comic books all day, and that's what I fucking did. <laughs> like one of them, I'm like, and they're, they're kind of unofficially calling it the uh, DC Spider-Man. Um, it's this new one called Sideways. It's from oh, the uh, when they made a couple new heroes, the New Age yeah. of Heroes. Um, it's it's he is nothing to do with a spider. He's not a copy like that, but he's like a. A teenager in a big city trying to figure out his powers. It has that Spider-Man feel to it. Um, but it was it was good. At the end, does he go? I don't want to go. No, he doesn't. Stop. Uh, Stop that. Don't don't upset me. I'm in a good mood. I know, right? I just finished reading Justice. No Justice. That was fucking dope. 
Yeah, I hear um, that the, those are pretty dope. Really like, dope. What's it going to be like? Four Justice Leagues? Like four different teams or something like that? Yeah, they're going to be broken up. Yeah. I mean, there already were. There just weren't books for the other ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's Justice League, and that's Justice League New York, I think. No, I'm thinking <laughs> about the Avengers. Ju- There's Justice League... And then there's Justice League of America. Oh, I don't know what the other ones are. I can't. I can't fucking remember. It, it's going to get real. Did I send you that that link that talked about the uh, the new West Coast Avengers? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, they're bringing that back. They always the West Coast Avengers is always some B Squad fucking heroes that couldn't hold their own book. Yeah, it's basically yeah, basically is what this that's what this one is, like Gwenpool and like. You know all these other ones. Basically, all the people that got canceled out the other book, but they're being headlined by um, Hawkeye and um, whatever what his wife girlfriend's name. But uh, they're gonna headline West Coast Avengers. And I was like, really, guys? Is that the one we decided to bring back? Did we forget about all the jokes, or did somebody go, yeah, but we can do it better this time? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this though: Justice League, no ju- justice, no justice. It's it's one of those where you do have to kind of reread a little bit. You're like, huh? Like, what happened? But it's dope. Like, it, it, once you get it, it's dope. I mean, it's not that hard to follow. But the, you know how fucking DC can be. There's a lot of magic going well, I had, on. I had to do that with um, the Metal series. Yeah, Metal was confusing. Then, yeah, you read it, and then you had to go, okay, now it's time to read it again. <laughs> and listen, anytime you have a story where Starro's in it, mm, it's a guaranteed fucking A-plus story. You know who Starro is, right? He's a giant fucking starfish. He's one of the he's one of the most powerful um, telepaths in the in the fucking galaxy, and he just talks shit all the time. Like he talks like a bro. Like hey, bro, <laughs> it's good. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, but yeah, they got everyone in this. Like it. Um, I'm looking through it right now. It's fucking. It's just great, dude. It's just fucking great. It's great, man. It's great, bro. <laughs> Ooh, that part's sad, though. Um, um, so yeah, but I've been, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Just reading a lot. Um, I'm going to try to get back into gaming. Yeah, I'm trying to do that, too. I haven't, uh, I've let I've let my um, Xbox Live and um, PS Plus la- uh, uh, lapse because I just wasn't playing them enough. I mean, I, I, you know, the cool thing about it is that you still have the games downloaded. They're just locked until you, you know, until you re, you know, re-up them. So that's, that's kind of cool. And, but, uh, so I bought the first new game I bought in a long time. So I got Detroit Being Human. And uh, it was funny, too, because, like, uh, um, I was at Best Buy with my brother. And uh, we were kind of roaming around. And... I looked and I go, oh man, they have Battlefield Battlefront Two, the Star Wars game, thirty nine ninety nine. Thinking, oh shit, thirty nine ninety nine, that's pretty cool. And oh yeah, within the last week, GTA Five finally went down to thirty bucks after what three years? Yeah, yeah, it's finally down to like thirty bucks. And I was and I'm like going, oh, but then Detroit came out, and then I'm looking at Battlefront and and that, and I'm all of a sudden I'm like. Okay, if you and I text Adam, if you could get one or the other, which one would you get? Because <laughs> I kind of knew I'd get Detroit just simply because I've been waiting for that game since it since it was first shown at E3, 
but I just, you know, you kind of need that like personal validation, you know? So Adam basically kind of gave me this like Detroit. <laughs> and, I, and I've, I mean, but it was true. Like what you said was true. Like it's single player. Right. But I have heard mixed reviews about it, but I think I know why it's because it's more of an on the rails. Like it's telling you a story. Yeah kind of thing and you like games like that so i'm like yeah i mean it's kind of it what i viewed it as was um ellie noir yeah that's pretty yeah. much what it is yeah just you know not as open world and i think that's kind of what people were i think some people were expecting but a lot of people a lot of the reviews that i got if they got the game like it, they loved it if people didn't get the game it was like mm, you know, i didn't see the zombie you know the zombie mode in this one yeah silly shit yeah the zombie mode's up your fucking ass. All right? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> um, but the other one, uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on, Solo. Mm. And uh, so Adam actually surprised me by watching two movies in one month. Yeah! I was, uh, I was shocked. Turn the fuck up, motherfucker. <laughs> Make the shit right. That's right. <laughs> um, what do you think of Solo? I actually really liked it. And um, which pissed off a few people at my uh job but i said i've been liking the uh i don't know what you could the off story star wars movies more than the the mainline ones uh this these new ones like i and i'm not saying that the mainline ones suck i just i've just been enjoying them because they're different you know and they're single events i jokingly tell uh (laughs) i jokingly tell steve i'm i i don't want to watch any more skywalker and friends you know, it's just it's getting old. Like the story's played out now. You know, and I it feels it feels to me that they're dragging it out. And I'm like, let's just end it and tell some new stories. I mean, you got a whole that's, fucking galaxy that you're. That's what that's what it's gonna do with nine is gonna end it. Right. And then Ryan Johnson's gonna develop a new trilogy that's gonna not focus on. And I'm a hundred percent down with that. Yeah. I think that um, and honestly, a lot of people we all like to ignore the uh the the second trilogy so it's kind of you know and you know i I get it but um solo was great because it was it was a single story yeah it was about a character we already know but the whole adventure was was singular it wasn't it wasn't really connected to anything that much right and i kind of dug it like it was a caper really yeah i mean it it was was just just fun it was an adventure it was an adventure story um if you checked out my review on the website, um, I said it's 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 a lot better than what a lot of people expected it to be. Um, I thought it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, it was enjoyable, but it's not as memorable. Like it's not one of those that you're gonna you know you're gonna be quoting one-liners from. No. For like you know years to come, and uh, but it it doesn't make it any less enjoyable. You know, it's just like, oh, cool, it was a fun movie. You know what it Although, felt like to me? It felt more like an Indiana Jones movie than a Star Wars movie. Well, it actually felt more... It was funny because Patrick actually told me that it felt more like a Star Wars movie to him, but like the original trilogy. Yeah, like it was yeah. just nonstop, something yeah. constant. It wasn't a lot of... I mean, sometimes Star Wars movies can get a little preachy. Yeah. Like, even if it's stuff that, you know, you get and you enjoy the Force and all that, but it's like, okay, you know, like, you're getting a little campy now. But that's fine because I think Star Wars – and I do it all the time too. It, Star Wars gets forgiven a lot for being campy because it's still enjoyable. It's still good. It's not shit. You know, so it's like you can be campy every once in a while, whatever. 
you know, but this one wasn't. It just had a different vibe to it. And you know, it's it's funny too because we were because um, you know people are talking about oh well see what happened like some people were actually taking credit for the fact that it didn't do so well um and they were like see you know see disney because we had valid art uh, valid um opinions about the first last jedi this is what happens when when you don't listen to us and then i was like first get over yourselves yeah uh the fact of the matter is is one it's a non-canonical story it's it's uh, it's a it's a character nobody asked for no one asked for a, a pre-solo, you know, and that was always my fear when they started saying, oh, we're going to do prequel stories or, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's not do that because I don't need a movie about Boba Fett or, you know, a movie about Han Solo or a movie about Leia. I, I you know, it's like, you know, the only movies I really want to see is I would like to see an Obi-Wan story, but in between like, Revenge of the Sith and, and A New Hope, you know, like I'd like to see something in there, you know, maybe a, a story that, because we don't know a lot about him at that point. Right. You can do, you can bring in Obi-Wan who, or um, Ewan McGregor, who's getting close to the age that Obi-Wan took it over, you know, uh, or where Obi-Wan would be now and just kind of give him some stories um, or a Darth Vader story, you know, like where we can see Vader amped up to 11 like we do in the comics. You know, some of those comic storylines, we could actually make movies on that. That would be stuff that people would want. I think the Vader movies would be difficult, though, because you'd be following the villain. Yeah, but the thing is, is that, you know, look what look at what Rogue One did. You followed a group of rebels and they all died at the end. But you followed a group of rebels doing the right thing. I think that's it. And I'm not saying I wouldn't watch the movie. I'd watch it. You know, I'm just saying that. Just Lucas films for Lucas films. That'd be a little hard for me to see. Like you, you, they're just they're very, um, you know. Yeah. Hero saves the day. <laughs> it's a traditional storytelling. Yeah. You know? I think I think in that aspect, yeah. They they if they really wanted to, they're like, look, they want to see a Vader movie. Let's see if we can come up with a Vader movie. And who cares? Because at that point, everybody's gonna go see it. Yeah. Every, every, everybody wants to see Vader from Rogue One. Because that scene in Rogue One where Vader was there. That was it's, too, that's my favorite part of the fucking movie. <laughs> fuck yeah. You know, it's like when I'm watching the movie, I'm kind of doing whatever. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, Vader's coming. You Suddenly you stop what you're doing and you watch that part. And that's where you're just, you know, and that was like everybody talked about after the movie. They were like, oh my God, when Vader came in there, you just saw Vader amped up to 11, you know, and just like. Fucking I remember I saw around. that. I saw that movie in the theater too. And it was quiet. <laughs> and everyone pretty much knew who was coming. Right. You know, and then you just hear the and this dude in the theater went, oh, shit. <laughs> I lost my shit. Because it's like, yeah, it's all black and all of a sudden you see the lights here go. But then you're sitting there and we were all kind of laughing like, oh, shit, Vader's coming. Then you watch it and it's that smile slowly fading like, oh, fuck. Right? Like he's yeah. slaughtering these people. <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck. And I even know the ending and I'm like, I don't know if they're going to make it, man. <laughs> I know. I know, cause like it was the it was the same thing with me. I watched it in the theater, and we're all, everybody's sitting there, and then you kind of see it, and you, you hear everybody kind of like you kind of hear this like giggle, like oh shit, and then all of a sudden the lightsaber comes up, and you hear people going, oh, like there's this like oh shit, are we going to? That at the end you're just kind of you have this nervous laughter after Vader, like you know Vader standing there watching the blockade runner go, and you have this kind of nervous laughter of like releasing that tension <laughs> that you had in that whole like like 10 minute scene but uh 
it's just funny because like you know it's it's like this this fandom that just everybody has to have a reason for people to fail and it was like you know I'm, I'm just like oh my god this needs to stop we need to stop i i, I wrote a blog that said you know uh the fanboy culture is ki- killing fanboyism and when i'm talking about fanboyism i'm talking about like adam and me we love dc we love marvel we love star wars star trek you know we're fans of that stuff then you have the fanboy culture which is oh it sucks because it's not my thing and we have to tear it down and it's like you know and you just you know and and any stories that you see about oh well you know what disney has to do for star wars to be popular again or why these five list things of why it failed it's bullshit don't even read it it's all bullshit Adam and I have very few sites that we actually trust anymore. A lot of the sites that I trusted have been going on this rumor bullshit. Nerdist has done that now. Uh, Collider has been doing it for a while. Comics book resources is complete shit now. Yeah. You know. Um, that used to be the that used to be the jam too. I know, and it's like you've seen this like oh rumor shit and you know lists you know of like top ten movies you know these actors don't want you to see. It's like who the fuck cares. You know, but it's all this clickbait bullshit, and any and it's just the fanboy culture. All these sites are fanboy, like nine to five Mac and nine to five Android. You know, it's like you know what they're about. You know, Android is probably going to be a little more middle of the road because even Android people know where Android falters. Right. <laughs> you know, Apple not so much. It's very much oh hey they're doing this they're doing this, and every time I read something from nine to five mac i always picture like they have this giant statue of steve jobs in their office and in this bronze statue at the front of this bronze statue is just this huge dick that comes out of steve jobs's pants (laughs) every day they have to walk over and suck it yeah and you know it's like hey i ain't gonna knock the hustle but you know it's like let's 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 use a bit of the gag reflex okay because it's just like, ugh. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to fucking say. Like, <laughs> there was a rumor that caught me, and fucking Steve was real quick to be like, no. I'm like, God damn it. There's a rumor <laughs> going around that uh, Dr. Fate's going to be in the new Wonder Woman movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> and and Steve doesn't even go, yeah. And he just goes, I fucking hate rumors to get you all excited. I'm like, but Dr. Fate. <laughs> I was so excited. I know. It's like, Adam's so excited. I'm just like, I hate rumor sites. Because then in the end, you're going to find out, oh, it's going to be this. And then you're going to end up being like, oh, but I wanted Dr. Fate. It's like, and then I'm not going to like the movie after that. Like, right. Fuck the Wonder Woman movie. Then, But the thing is, though, is that with that, you're going to blame Warner Brothers. You're going to sit there and go, fucking Warner Brothers. You should have been Dr. Fate. But it wasn't even that. <laughs> like, yeah. it, was, it was some dude in his computer that just wrote, oh, it's going to be Dr. Fate because they had this and this in two separate pictures. And I put it together and I solved the fucking, I, I got the grail and I chose wisely. It's like, no, 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 no. Well, now no. it gets it gets fucking weird because um, they made a whole fucking fake movie poster and shit because there's some actor... Here, I'm going to pull it up. Because there's some actor, Dr. Fate, Wonder. I guess they're just calling it World War II, which is weird. Um, W2. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman 2 fan poster shows what Pedro Pascal could look like as Dr. Fate. So I don't know why they're saying 
Rumors have been swirling about the cast of characters in Wonder Woman 2 and a new piece of fan art, blah, blah, blah. Instagram uses blah, 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 recently shared fan art. Images of Pedro Pascal as film's incarnation of Dr. Fate. I mean, the poster looks okay. But who is this dude? Like, I, I guess he's going to be working on the movie, and why did that suddenly spark that he's Dr. Fate now? Because somebody put together, oh, this guy could look like Dr. Fate. I mean... Dr. Fate wears a helmet. <laughs> anyway, I can look like Dr. Fate. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just I heard Dr. Fate and I was like, oh, shit, because that's a character that like real comic book fans know. You know what I'm talking about? Like he was on a couple of the cartoons, but Dr. Fate's and I told Steve this Dr. Fate's one of those characters that he's he suddenly shows up in a book and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, not because you're upset that he's there, because shit just hit the fan. Like, and I think every character in the, like, I've seen Batman do it, where Dr. Fate something there, and Batman's like, fuck Dr. Fate. <laughs> like, what happened? Oh. Uh, all right. So, uh, I think it's time to jump into some headlines. Yeah, man. All right, so first up in the headlines, The Crow has gone bye-bye again. Jason Momoa and Corin Hardy, or Hardy, who was to direct and Momoa was supposed to take over the lead, uh, the lead for The Crow, is reported on Deadline that both Hardy and Momoa formally withdrew from the project. Sources tell Deadline that he, the reason for the friction with Sony Pictures close to exiting as the worldwide distributor distributor stemmed from quote-unquote creative and financial differences with Samuel Hidade, whose Davis Films holds underlying rights and who was financing the film. The reason the Crow produ- production has been so turbulent is that the right sh- holders keep creating friction. Previously, Relativity held the rights, but then they financially imploded. Uh, Hadid- Hadida then picked up the project and lured back Hardy who had been previously attached on an iteration under Relativity and then brought on Momoa, it looks like the film uh, would actually see reality. Well, it's imploded again, so both uh, both are uh, have flown the coop. <laughs> um, actually, I would have been, I would have liked to see Momoa in in the in a crow incarnation. I don't like I liked the crow, but why is it so big? Such a big deal. Well, it was a it was a big uh, comic series. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. And, and I, I love the original one. The ones after that I really didn't care for. but um, Maybe because I never read it. Like, I only think of the movie. And I like, the movie, I remember it fondly, but it's kind of corny. Yeah. It's like goth corny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a movie that dates itself. Like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when this was a thing. You know, but, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just, I was just confused. Um, I never read the comic though. It's from Image and IDW. Depends on what era you're Which, yeah. reading it in. <sighs> the Crow. That movie's fucking cursed anyway. Yeah, I know, right? I don't want Momoa to do it. <laughs> no, he already did Justice League, so he already cursed himself. Oh. That was uncalled for. But still accurate. <laughs> After taking tens of thousands of crowdfunding pre orders, for a high-end pair of 3D sound headphones, audio startup Osik 
uh, announced this weekend it is shutting shutting down the company and backers will not be receiving refunds. This is why I don't like fucking start uh, this, those like crowds. Yeah, it's so stupid. I'm a, I fuck, what do you call it? Crowdsourcing. I thought, oh yeah, crowdfunding, whatever. <laughs> the company raised three point two million across Kickstarter and 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 Indiegogo, so they were on both of them <sighs> for their OSIC X headphones, which they pitched as a pair of high end head tracking headphones. That would be perfect for listening to 3D audio, especially in a VR environment. Well, the company also raised a substantial seed investment in a letter on the OSIC website. The company blamed the slow adoption of virtual reality alongside their crowdfunding campaign stretch goals that bogged down their R&D team. This was obviously not our desired outcome. The team worked exceptionally hard and created a production-ready product that is a technological and performance breakthrough. The fail at the five-yard line is a tragedy. We are extremely sorry that we cannot deliver your product and want you to know that the team has done everything possible, including investing our own savings and working our without salary to exhaust all possibilities. We have reached out to the company for additional details. That's a tech crunch, not me. I didn't reach out to these assholes. Um, though January 2017, the San Diego company had received more than 22,000 pre-orders for their OSIC X headphones. Uh, this past January, OSIC announced they had shipped out the first units to the 80 backers in their 999 developer, $999 dollars, uh, developer tier headphones. In the same update, the company said they would enter mass production by late spring 2018. Oh, so, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> so $3.2 million no one's going to see that anymore. And this this is commonplace yeah. for for Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo. First of all, it's shady if you're on both of them. I I don't I don't know. It just seems like if we can't get them here, we can get them here too. Like shysters, man. Like all of them. And that's always the thing. Anytime you you start to create something based on something that could be fringe, especially like VR, because I don't understand. Like VR to me is like the new 3D. You know, like everybody did like oh 3D. Everybody did 3D. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, it didn't really tack on because, yeah, because you needed TV, you needed you need TVs for it, you needed programming for it, you needed, you know, the headsets and stuff like that. It's like anytime you take out just simply buying a television, that's why 4K worked because you just buy a 4K TV. Yeah, you know, you just, you're going to upgrade your, you know, a uh, 4K player and you watch a 4K movie. You know, 3D or you know, this virtual reality, you got to put the headphones on, you got to make sure shit's clear if you're going to use it. You know. And you can, you can get, you can get something fringe to be adopted by everyone, but it's rare. Like the personal computer was one thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get the common man to want it. Not just, well, I mean, that's, that's a fucking gift to us all. But <laughs> like the only people that really buy virtual reality headsets are are hardcore gamers, and and hey, God bless them. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But but the average Joe that just works a nine to five comes home and watches a football game and goes to sleep. He's right. not buying that, or, and that's the majority the, of the people out there. Right. But the thing is, is that there's even it goes be it's the it's the hardcore gamers, not even the avid gamers buy the VR shit. Because like for me, like like Patrick. Patrick's an avid gamer, but he doesn't buy the, the headset and all that stuff. He doesn't have the virtual reality stuff, you know, because that's that's super French. And even the people that buy it, I know some people that have bought that shit, use it a couple of times, and then don't use it anymore. I know 
three people that bought the PlayStation VR headset and they barely use it because the only reason they bought, and I always speak for these three people, but the only reason they bought it was to show off was look at what I got. Cause you're basically buying a whole nother console. So they bought it as like a party trick. Like people would come over and they go, Hey, look at this, check this out. But then people use it once and they're done. Right. You know, it makes me kinda dizzy. Like, <laughs> like what the, the Wii U did, like the Wii U's big because, Oh, we can have it at parties and you have, you can, t- you can link up all these remotes to it and do mm-hmm. bowling and all that shit. And then maybe you play Mario Kart on your downtime. But yeah, I mean, I, that's what somebody asked me to go, why don't you get, why don't you trade your uh, PS4 in and get a pro? And I'm like, cause I don't really need the pro. If I'm going to get it, if I'm going to get something for a 4k, I'll just trade in my Xbox one and get an Xbox one X. That's right. And just play and use that for my um, 4k player. Because the Xbox is a much more capable entertainment device. Right. Gaming wise, they're matched, but yeah. a, a entertainment device, the Xbox wins. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's a lot, sim- it's a lot more simplistic. And even though they redesigned the the uh, PlayStation interface, it's still clunky as fuck. Uh-huh. It reminds me of Roku. I hate the Roku interface. I haven't even seen the new PlayStation interface. It's just, it's tiled still. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Windows 8. but a little Which is better. funny because the Xbox is supposed to remind you of Windows 8. <laughs> Which doesn't really look much like Windows 8 anymore. I think the Xbox One looks nice. Like the, the, the latest... Um, Redesign, I think it's a really, really clean design. Although there's a lot on there that I don't use. I yeah, just I know. pull up my game and go about my business. Yeah, I know. I had to, I spent like a good hour or so on it just like resetting what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, I was, I had, well, when I had the um, Game Pass, I had the Game Pass underneath my, uh, you know, when you get the first menu and it's all your recent stuff. And now I'm like, oh, well, I don't have Game Pass anymore. So I should pretty much probably get rid of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eisner Award winning scribe Brian Michael Bendis and a host of prolific artists are set to reimagine Superman for a new era of the hotly anticipated miniseries Man of Steel which launched last week May 30th and for fans of the good old fashioned superhero team ups it'll be a true delight as the series writer has teased the comic as an unofficial Superman team up book Speaking with CBR about his upcoming take on the Sentinel of Tomorrow, Bendis teased, quote, I am happy to report that I immediately started turning Man of Steel into DC Comic Presents Braven the Bold Marvel, uh, Marvel team-up. Uh, quote, there's a lot going on in this story, and there are points where Green Lantern and Batman would absolutely stop by, Bendis said, when the Justice League would absolutely come and at least try to help. I was like, oh, I get to write them? It was uh, dorky as a, and as stupid as people would assume it would be when you write the words Green Lantern for the first time and you actually and you're, it's actually supposed to be, it's official. Uh, it's very exciting. Man of Steel number one, Brian Michael Bendis, and, by Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Reese, hit stands on May 30th. And uh, so you can pretty much pick those up now. And I've read it and I really enjoyed it. And you can... Go ahead. You can definitely tell um, Bendis is writing it because he he adds that he adds little things in there that that don't necessarily need to be there, but it's like a human touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was it was really good. Like, and if, his run with the X Men was really good, right? And if he keeps this going with uh, Superman, I'm down a hundred percent. I mean, he, and if he keeps working hard, you know, he could be somebody, right? 
He could he could really make a living doing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well now listen, listen. He's been spending a lot of times with the bush leagues. You know what I mean. <laughs> and now he's in the main game. You gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Not just play it. Um, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. I, I really like how he's. Another thing Bendis does very well is the is writing villains and, and kind of giving them depth and not just the I'm gonna beat Superman, you know, stupid shit like that. And uh, the story, this I'm not gonna spoil it here, but the story was fucking gorgeous. I, I really liked it, and I can't wait for the uh, second issue. This is a six issue run. Um, I think it's coming think- out monthly. Or is it weekly? I can't remember. I think it's weekly because then it then it comes then it hits up with Action Comics Returns again. Oh yeah, and he's writing that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this is supposed to kind of do the transition into his Justice. I um, mean, in, in his into his Ant uh, Action Comics series. Let me look at the comics for next week. Justice League One comes out next week. Yeah, and Man of Steel too. So they should have really delayed Justice League One. Oh, no, because he's not writing Justice League, yeah, no. so it doesn't matter. Um, oh, next week looks so good. Oh, <laughs> all these comics. Ah, what the fuck? It was porn. <laughs> porn yeah. schmorn, dude. Yeah. I can watch booties bounce any, any time. <laughs> so, dick like a new jack. <laughs> that's right. Do you know that this is from Up Rocks, so it's going to read kind of weird. Do you know that on again, off again, Batman foe and all around vicious guy Deathstroke was around before Marvel's Deadpool? Did you know that? It's true. (laughs) It it is true, by the way. (laughs) Even though Deadpool creators Fabian uh, Cezza and Rob Leefield recognized the similarities in the costume name General Love of Killing uh, when they created the character... They decided to just go with it and make a genre-busting goof on their assassin instead of traversing down the serious route like DC. Now we're here with Deathstroke still selling comics and showing up in Batman video games and Justice League, but he by no means has the top two biggest openings for an R-rated movie ever. Deadpool is a blockbuster star now, so all Deathstroke can do is fall back on the sad reality that he came first and is more popular currently in Teen Titans a cartoon that should be pretty big when it opens on July 27th. Still, it's on Deadpool 2, blah, 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 blah. So here's Will Arnett as Deathstroke uh, calling out Deadpool from a hole he sledgehammered in the fourth wall. (laughs) So (laughs) let me tell you a little something about Deadpool. My name is Slade Wilson. His name is Wade Wilson. My costume, like, rocks, and he is just a copy I fight a whole team of Teen Titans, and he fights one angry dude. I'm, like, way cooler in every way. Deadpool uh, might have a sequel, but remember, he's just a ripoff of me. It's time to drain the pool. (laughs) But sure, go see his movie because it comes out before mine. That is true. It's Slade Wilson Wade. I was explaining this to a friend of mine. He's like, are they lying? And I'm like, no, (laughs) it's true. Deadpool's kind of a, a, a parody. Um, well, yeah, began but, that way. He isn't that yeah, way. His movie comes out before Deadpool, um, before uh, uh, Deathstroke, if it comes out at all. Ironically, this is a master Deathstroke <laughs> of marketing, catching that uh, catching that Deadpool two wave while plunging your own movie, plugging your own movie while people are googling Deadpool two. Well done, DC. We've learned the way of Wade Wilson. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I knew, I still love Deadpool, but Deadpool is technically a copy of, of uh, Deathstroke. But so what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It <laughs> happens all the time. You know what I mean? Um, as long as you put a different spin on it, you're pretty you're pretty good to go. Yeah, but you know that was just some fanboy that was just like all butthurt about it. You know, you know because he's pissed off because another Marvel movie is coming out and they're still waiting for you know more than just like four DC movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. There's a there's a slight. I was explaining it to my friend and he goes, "I thought Deadpool was an original character," and I'm like, "No, there's no such thing as original characters." Yeah, they're all <laughs> they're all copies of each other. Yeah. I said, I, I said DC's copied Marvel before, and Marvel copies DC. They constantly copy each other. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was, um, yeah. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam, motherfucker. <laughs> um, back when. Well, Captain Marvel was Shazam, and then they got that whole issue with the copyright with the name. Right, because there's a Captain Marvel on uh, Marvel. Yeah. And obviously, Marvel wanted to keep that one. Well, I I heard it was because DC let the the copyright lapse. Yeah, that's what I heard uh, too. Yeah, and then Marvel DC was like, hey, had the original copyright, and then somebody fuck, fu- somebody, somebody fucked, fucked up. up, and Marvel was like swoop swoop, <laughs> and they took like, that. Hey, we, hey, we could use that for our guy, okay? Because it's Captain Marvel. Come on. Yeah, and give Marvel that one. Yeah. You know, but they they I'm looking my desktop background is uh an old justice league of of america when it was cool um where they're all standing around waiting for who the vote for who's gonna be the leader um and i could literally we could sit here and point at one and go okay and the marvel equivalent is (laughs) you know what i mean so it's it goes both ways but i thought this was kind of funny because dc's just kind of being dc themselves were being cute yeah, you know, so I thought it was, and it was on, uh, it was on Teen Titans Go. If you follow my link in the show notes, you'll see the trailer where he does it. And it was, it was kind of funny, and it's funny too because Teen Titans Go is a children's show. <laughs> <laughs> my son watches it. It's a fucking, it's zany as fuck. It makes no sense. Like one of the Teen Titans is cyborg. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I heard about that. And they just go on these weirdo adventures and shit. It's kind of funny, you know, but it's it's definitely out of the main universe. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So my kids love it, though. But, uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. I thought it was funny. I just saw right now. I didn't I don't know how this news skipped by me, but it looks like Microsoft's buying GitHub. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. Mm. Microsoft, like everyone is saying. And I'm I'm reading it, and every, every Microsoft is like, "Oh, Microsoft's being so friendly with Linux." I'm like, it kind of looks like they're smothering Linux to death, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> All right, so this one's cool. Rockstar is bringing three of its biggest games to the Xbox One yes. through the console's backwards compatibility feature. Last week, the developer revealed that Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm. quote unquote motherfucker <laughs> midnight club los angeles and rockstar games presents table tennis odd oh thank we'll, god because we'll <laughs> that's the one i've really been worried about that game actually is like a cult hit yeah <laughs> will all be available on the console starting june 7th for those who own the original discs i do 
both the original Xbox and Xbox 360 versions of the game will be supported on Microsoft's latest console. Uh, the eclectic lineup is, uh, it's an eclectic lineup, but it also one includes some of the developers' most influential games. San Andreas is the biggest of the trio and arguably the most beloved game in the GTA series. It introduced the world to the fictional version of California that will also be set, um, setting the best selling grant, um, that was also, that would also be the best setting for the best selling Grand Theft Auto V. That's just a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> Midnight Club Los Angeles, meanwhile, is a racer that came out in 2008, and at present, uh, it's uh, and at present, it's the last title in the series to be released. While table te um, table tennis is a shockingly in-depth look at the sport from a developer best known for violent action video games. All three will be available through backwards compatibility next week, though they're not the only Rockstar titles available on um, through the feature Red Dead Redemption. The sequel coming out this year is also available on Xbox One. So uh, I actually have the original Xbox um, San Andreas. So I'm like, oh, I'm San Andreas is a fucking gem, yeah, dude. It's like Friday on crack. San Andreas really like when it came out, it blew everyone's fucking mind. Oh yeah, like we were all tripping. We didn't know what the fuck to do with ourselves. <laughs> but um. It, and actually, if you don't own the original disc, like Steven over here, um, it's only 15 bucks, and I'll drop 15 bucks um, on the Xbox store for this. You can actually probably pick it up for real cheap online, to yeah. be honest. Just well, get that's the what disc. I, I was telling Adam that I was thinking, of, since a lot of these games on Xbox 360 and Xbox One, I'm like, shit, I can go to a lot of these, you know, old, you know, a lot of these uh, bins and get some of that shit for cheap, and then drop them in my Xbox One. <laughs> Exactly. I wouldn't mind that table tennis game. It was kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, this one kind of excited On me. On that frostbite engine motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't see that. that I, don't, I don't think they're doing. I don't think... They should, they should redo that whole fucking game. Like, in a brand new engine. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, we're, they're going to be like, yeah, we, we decided to upgrade uh, GTA uh, San Andreas just a little bit on the new frostbite engine right what the fuck <laughs> i wouldn't mind if they fucking did that and then added game element like completely reworked the game mm -hmm. just with the same story because the story it, was dope and i'd pay 40 bucks for it i'd pay 60 bucks for it yeah it's that serious <laughs> microsoft continues to use the surface brand to illustrate where it thinks mobile computing is going in the future and the latest rumor suggests a new avenue it's is being considered the lightweight Windows 10 tablet. The Redmond-based company, I don't know why they say everyone knows and stop it, is looking to extend the, the Surface it's like family. Do, it's like when they do Apple, they go in Curpotino. It's like we fucking know where yeah, stop trying to be Stop trying to be cool. Like, just stop it. Um, the Surface family to a lower price point with a smaller device that is just as capable as other machines running Windows 10 Pro. Uh, quote, 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 the new tablet will feature 10-inch screens around the same size as a standard iPad, yeah, minus 0.3 inches. You could just say 10 inch, um, but smaller than the 12 inch screens used on the Surface Pro laptop line. The new surfaces priced around 400 will have rounded edges like an iPad differing from the squared off corners of current models. They'll also include USB-C connectivity, a first for Surface, laptop, or Surface tablets, a new charging and syncing standard being used 
by some of the latest smartphones. The, t the, tablet are, the tablets are expected to be about 20% lighter than the high-end models, but will have around four hours fewer of battery life. The current Surface Pro can last 13.5 hours on a single charge, according to Microsoft. Intel Corp will supply the main processor and graphics chips for the device, said the people who asked not to be identified because the plans aren't public. Um, I can stop right there, but yeah, this is a rumor, but I think it's a viable one because making a 10 inch tablet just seems like the next step for surface. Um, and I would, I would look into buying one because, because I feel like for a tablet, 10 inches is usually the best size. It's the best one for reading like magazines and comics and stuff like that. And I've been looking for a 10 inch tablet for a while now anyway, but anything above like, and, and uh, I, I heard somebody, <laughs> the iPad pro, <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody was somebody was harking on the oh they're rounding off corners because they're trying to be like uh, Apple. I said no, they're rounding off the corners because you're actually going to hold this one. Right. People didn't hold the other surface. It was too big. Like you would hold it for a little bit, <laughs> but like, then you put it down. Like, it's like trying to hold your dick. You know, right. It's just like, it's it's okay for a little bit, but after a while, you know, it gets a little heavy. I honestly just I I got I got married just so I had someone to help me take a leak because. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be pulling veins in my neck, picking that bad boy up. You know what I'm talking about? Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely, I think, something that would probably happen. Um, when it will happen, who knows? But I would definitely, if it was just as capable as the other Surface Pros, but 10 inches, hell fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, you can you can have it go to a different monitor, too, if you wanted to. Like, that could be a little portable computer. So, I'm being a little overzealous now but you know what i mean <laughs> right hey they gotta crawl before they can walk that's right, right. <laughs> so starting next month hawkman will be returning in an ongoing series taking place after dark knight's metal the series will be written by a robert vidity and drawn by brian hitch check out the full solicitation hawkman number one the follow, following his explosive appearance in Hawkman Found number one, DC's Winged Warrior returns in the all-new Hawkman number one. Spinning out of the events of Dark Knight's Metal, Carter Hall returns to the DC Universe, an explorer of the ancient and unknown. Hawkman finds himself embroiled in a long-standing mission to discover the true purpose of his many incarnations. Carter races around the globe trying to piece together an ancient prophecy, but will he be able to face down his past, past lives? Lurking around the corner, Hawkman number run will be uh, hitting comic shops on June thirteenth. Hawkman's pretty dope. They're, they're getting pretty. Um, he was in metal a lot. That was basically where he came back, and he oh, was yeah, because they had that series, which I never read. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the death of Hawkman or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very. Uh, he has a very deep kind of story. You know, so it's it's kind of interesting when you get into it, but um, it's not a zany character at all. It's very serious, <laughs> you know. So and he's not anything like if you watched Legends of Tomorrow season one. He's nothing like that. Nothing like that. No, he's a very noble warrior, like that kind of type stuff, you know. And and it's cool. Like Hawkman's dope, you know. But um, we'll uh we'll see how that pans out and how long he can keep going, because right. you know, you know how it is. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you know how it is, okay? So, oh, autoplay videos, Jesus. Anyway, that's why I'm, I'm, digging, that's why I'm digging Chrome. 
Is it? I'm on Chrome. You're on Chrome? Oh, mine mutes all of them. Oh, maybe I just need to fuck with the setting. Spawn writer director Todd McFarlane says he wants to get audiences out of superhero mode with his low-budget Creep movie. Uh, and that means spending less time with its title character. Asked by comicbook.com if we'll see more of Spawn now that big-name star and Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx has been cast in the in the role. McFarlane uh, said the movie will differ from traditional superhero fare and keep Al Simmons slash Spawn in the shadows. If you look at, oh, quote, if you look at it from a superhero perspective, then, of course, Batman and Captain America and Spider-Man are on screen a ton because the cameras follow them down. That's who the camera's following, McFarlane says. When you start going into creep movies, then the camera doesn't follow the boogeyman or the monster. It follows humans, uh, which I have which I have in my movie. <laughs> Fucking smartass. <laughs> um, but people enjoy creepy movies and, and don't go, oh my gosh, I wish I saw the boogeyman more. They don't do that. They just go, wow, that was cool. McFarlane, who told comicbook.com late or last July, uh, he was taking a Jaws approach to Spawn, told us his aim with this small budget comic book movie is to steer audiences away from expecting traditional superhero blockbuster fare. I think that's got to be the odd part about the movie for some people who are going to go. I just have to get them out of their superhero mode. Their $200 million movie budget superhero mode is going into a creep movie um mcfarland said think about all the creep movies you've you've been to in your life which i'm sure dozens and dozens you've seen on tv which is dozens and dozens of these that's the formula he's not a very for someone who writes spawn <laughs> not very articulate <laughs> yeah um so basically but they did a fan vid like years ago that didn't that was like spawn but it didn't focus on spawn it had spawn in it for like a second yeah and i think that's kind of what it's like supposed to be about i think that's probably what it's like i'm a hundred percent for this because one it's a horror movie i'll actually go see um which is like venom too venom's another one i'll fucking go see but i'm down with this because spawn isn't the spawn movie was cool the old one it was cool because i was a kid but that wasn't really Spawn. It, he's not a traditional hero. He's kind of in it for himself, you know, and he he does the right thing because he's a decent dude, but he's still tortured by this and that. He he's heaven don't want him, hell don't want him. It's it's this whole thing. And um if they did it like a creep movie, I think that could be dope, especially with a character like Spawn. Cuz he's creepy as fuck. Right. Just be in the background with that cape covering. You just see his eyes and shit. The motherfuckers <laughs> say, oh shit. <laughs> see people running. I'm down for that. Get out the room. Get out the room. <laughs> and I think this is cool too because we've we've had 10 successful years of comic book movies. I'm just going to say 10 because we just had the 10 year anniversary basically with, uh, with the last Marvel flick. And I'm not saying there's – I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, there's fatigue. You know, stop all that bullshit. You know what I mean? But let's try some different shit. You know what I mean? Let's let's do something different. Let's let's shake that's it up. Reason, that's the reason why people should be wanting these movies to succeed. Then we can get like Spawn, yeah, Invincible. We can get all these different other you know, – That weird shit. Yeah, that come out. Maybe even like Southern Bastards or something like that. You know, We can get those to come out and actually do some stuff. Be like, oh, it's – you know, it's – it's like, oh, that was a good movie. Oh, that was a comic book. Really? You know, that kind of shit. 
That's what we should be, and that's why we should have these movies succeed. Because then studios will go like, okay, well, we've mined the superhero stuff. What else do we got? Exactly. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, Microsoft retired its Groove music streaming service last year, and no one knew or cared. <laughs> but, but promised to keep invest, uh, investing in the app for Windows 10 users. The investment won't continue for iOS and Android users, though. Quote, Tomorrow we're notifying customers that on December 1st, 2018, the Groove Music iOS and Android apps will also be retired and effective June 1st are no longer available for download, says the Microsoft spokesperson in a statement to The Verge. The app removal means you will no longer be able to use Groove Music as a locker service to access MP3s and other audio files that Microsoft's OneDrive cloud service. However, Microsoft says music files will continue to be available and playable on OneDrive, and other apps can access them. That's not the same type of experience with album art and music controls that Groove Music users have come to expect. But Microsoft will obviously has obviously given up on offering a music app across mo- uh, major mobile platforms, which everyone knew was going to fail once they announced it. Um, they have to support it for Windows 10 because it's the movie player. Like, if you open a video file, that's the default. Or unless you're like most people and just use VLC. I actually don't use VLC either. I've had an issue on my computer where where it doesn't play things. Like, even VLC. The only program, and I, I love this program anyway, the only program that will play everything is MPC-HC, which is uh, Media Player Classic. Oh. I, I've always liked that a little bit more than VLC, just because it's, it's, it's a little less heavy. But... That's the only thing I can get to play my fucking videos. I don't know what, I don't know. I probably just need to refresh the computer. Like I fucked up some things, messing with stuff, but I don't want to refresh it because I'm lazy. (laughs) My computer's running just fine. I don't want to fuck with it. So, um, but yeah, the groove stuff, it was, it kind of reminded me of an iTunes kind of thing where the, the app itself got in your way. Like you just wanted to play something, you know what I mean? It's like fucking trying to sell you eight things. Yeah, it's trying to do that, and then it's like, oh, hey, well, we also have, do you want to upload all this stuff? Do you, you have all this stuff on air? Start showing you all this stuff, and it's like, just play the, it's like, why don't we just go with regular media player where it actually just played the fucking song? Like, why or, don't you eat a dick? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. My last one's a short one, folks. <laughs> Unlike my dick. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> California, um, you know, California, sometimes uh, the people outside of California think that everyone in California is insane. A lot Which of times. Not far from the truth. But then sometimes they do something where we're like, you know, we should do that, too. <laughs> and that's actually more often than a lot of people like to admit. Right. Uh, California just edged closer to establishing its own net neutrality law in the wake of the FCC's decision to kill federal measures. The state Senate has passed a bill that would not only institute rules like those the FCC implemented in 2015, but would forbid the practice of zero rating services to give them advantages over competitors, much like Oregon and other states making similar legal moves. Internet providers would have to honor these these neutrality rules if they wanted uh, government contracts. 
the bill still has to clear the state assembly before it can be signed into law. If that happens, the big question is whether or not the FCC will challenge the rules. In California's case, it seems likely. The FCC could argue that the rules directly contradict federal-level regulation. Some states, such as New York, have tried using executive orders that rely on the government contract clause rather than instituting separate rules. Those might be more difficult for the FCC to unwind. If there's any certainty, it's that the official June 11th death of net neutrality won't be the end of the battle. With numerous states both implementing neutrality rules and filing a lawsuit, ISPs could easily run into trouble if they simply ignore state policies. Any FCC attempts to undo state rules, meanwhile, could easily turn into drawn-out legal fights. I, I feel California will be the one state that catches flack for this. Oh, yeah. um, because California's huge, and the majority... The majority of the companies that that the FCC are affecting are in California. Right. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, and and this this is something that I've been saying for as long as I've paid attention to politics. I'm a big proponent of state rights, and I think this is a good thing. I think states need to tell the federal government, "Hey, you're fucking overstepping here," you know, and you need to calm down. Um, you know that that's it's a constitutional republic, folks. You know, we're, we're, every state's supposed to be representing themselves and our federal government's getting a little wacky you know, and they need to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Like these Republicans are acting like Democrats. Yeah, I know. Make any sense. <laughs> um, so I like California doing this. California, Oregon, I can't, New York. I can't remember. There's a couple yeah, other states there, that did it too. Yeah, because um, they, when I, I read this and I was like, going, oh, California must be doing something right because I heard AT&T hates this net neutrality bill. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're doing it right. Yeah, because AT&T was the biggest shyster in the whole joint. Yeah, and um, New York, they said New York is actually taking the law that California is doing and kind of tweaking it to fit their state. Right. So it's like they, they're looking at California's net neutrality law to be kind of the blueprint for everybody else that wants to fight. So then, then what you're going to have is you're going to have these states that go, listen, we can't stop you, but we're not going to give you state contracts. And that's a big fucking deal. Like AT&T and Verizon, they have state contracts to lay fucking lines and shit for stuff or to have their towers up or whatever. If they can't have state contracts, they, their service can't even be in that state. Well, there's also that, that, that um, clause that supposedly the, F, um, the FTCC put in there to uh, – what was it? To um, uh, mitigate – any state from doing their own net neutrality bill basically is saying we supersede it but then that violates that people are saying that that's a constitutional um uh constitutional issue that could go to court because it's it, it's um the federal government superseding states right i can guarantee you the supreme court would, would rule in the state's favor on that because that is directly against the constitution yeah. the fcc needs to calm the fuck down like <laughs> seriously they're, they're getting a little out of control over there yeah. like we we should have listened to howard stern in the 80s Okay. FCC is insane. So. <laughs> All right. So on that note, it's time we go into uh, what the actual fuck? <laughs> so uh, this story I chose because it just had everything that this, this uh, podcast is kind of about. Uh, Kid in Peril. Spider-Man and Pokemon Go. So okay. <laughs> uh, if for those of you that may have heard, 
uh, in Paris over the Memorial Day weekend, a four-year-old was hanging off the balcony of their fourth-floor apartment in Paris. People saw this kid hanging there, and nobody, everybody was trying to figure out a way to get up there. This one dude, he was a, I, he was an immigrant from. I'm trying to remember. He was an immigrant from Malai, 22-year-old uh, immigrant from Malai. Did did whatever a spider could. He literally <coughs> jumped up the building and climbed up the face of the building, going from balcony to balcony to rescue the kid. Fuck. The dude was actually going to see a soccer match at a at a pub nearby, saw these people, and he says he has kids, and he just thought, oh, shit, you know, I better do something, and went and got it. Everybody was trying to figure out what the hell the father was doing that the kid got out there. He was playing Pokemon Go. Wow. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he had gone out and uh, play, was playing Pokemon Go, leaving the child alone in the apartment. And uh, he was, took a long time to return to the house because he was playing Pokemon Go when he left the store. They got up, they saved the kid, and the guy, the, the, the uh, people were saying, um, because I think in Paris they're also having um, immigration issues, a lot of immigrants coming, and the guy just was like, you know, I came here to try to build a better life. He saw something, he just went up there, and the president, of um, the mayor of Paris, made, uh, uh, has gone ahead and on social media declared um, uh, Guzmani, I think is his name, yeah, uh, Mamadou Gusami, the Spider-Man of the 18th on social media and thanked him for his act of bravery. The the president of France, uh, Emmanuel Marcon, met with him, uh, congratulated him, and also granted him French citizenship for his his work. Mm. Man, that's fucking good. That's some real hero shit, though. Yeah. Most yeah. people, including myself, would be like, fuck, someone should get that kid. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, shit, this is, oh, did you see what happened on Instagram? Suddenly your, your attention's faded. Right. Like, oh, you know. shit, I gotta go. <laughs> right. You know, but it's, but, um, yeah. I'm watching the video now. This dude's no joke. Yeah, that, that dude just like, I, I, it just reminded me of those um, uh, parkour guys, you know, the ones that just like bounce up in the side of the buildings and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's that's literally what people can do when they work out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it makes me want to do a couple burpees right now. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, so, this is slick, though. He, sca- he scaled that thing in about 10 seconds. Well, who are these cats I looking down from, at the kid? I think they were from another, from a, a neighboring apartment. They couldn't reach the kid? I guess they uh, they couldn't reach over or they weren't, they were afraid they were going to fall. And this just guy said, fuck it. And then, you know. Uh, that is that his own real way. fucking hero shit, dude. Yeah. They look like they had an arm on the kid. Yeah, but and they were just watching him. Yeah, trying to maybe hold him so he doesn't because you know kid's not gonna hold on forever, and they're like, you know, until somebody gets up there or whatever. But yeah, so and I looked at that. I thought when I first saw it, I was like, fuck, that dude is a boss, man. That's I even shit. I, I put I even titled it the Spider Man of France. Um, and I was like, that dude's the boss. And then I heard that, yeah, he was playing Pokemon Go. I'm like, now it's in the, now it's in the show. Like, yeah. it's got Pokemon, it's got Spider-Man. It's like, you know, 
we we have to talk about. And he, uh, you know what? <laughs> he deserved that citizenship. That's how you. That's how you earn your keep. <laughs> See the problem. The problem now is going to be like every citizen is going to have to do something like that. Too. Good. Now that fucking France is going to be full of superheroes. That's great. <laughs> no, I mean that's definitely get the, an... event, get the Avengers. <laughs> right. And I saw uh, <laughs> Le Avengers. You know, <laughs> I saw. Um, that they hand him a little award for that and stuff like that. You know, France does it big sometimes. I, I like that they, they showed up for that because that was kind of, um, I mean, that, that guy's got to be happy. He's like, shit, I was just a decent human being. Right. Now I'm a citizen of a country that's doing better than the one I came from. Well, if you're, I bet everybody feels great about humanity and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and just really has that spark of hope. Let me fucking snuff it with my story. <laughs> Let me end it right now. <laughs> Let me give you that dosa. You ain't the shit. Calm down. <laughs> Southwest Airlines says it is deeply disturbed by allegations from a female passenger who claims that a male passenger masturbated next to her on a flight. <laughs> Ellie Sherat, uh, who this is, this was one of those guys that that watched too many of those videos on Pornhub, you know. Jesus. <laughs> Ellie Sherat, who runs a PR agency, was flying from Las Vegas number one issue uh <laughs> to philadelphia on tuesday uh when she says one of her seatmates exposed himself as the passenger from hell her tweets about the situation subsequently went viral quote we are deeply disturbed by the behavior dis- described by miss sherat and we have contacted her to we've contacted her to address her concerns and offer our apologies southwest said in a statement to off post our internal reports uh, indicate that the crew did not witness this incident during the flight, and it was not until the plane landed that they were they were made aware of the situation. Our crew then apologized to Ms. Sherratt and assured her that they were not previously aware of the situation. This type of behavior on a flight would never be tolerated by any of our employees. Of course not. Um, a spokesperson for Philadelphia International Airport confirmed for, for HuffPost that Sherratt filed a police report about the alleged incident and that the FBI is now handling the case. FBI, motherfucker, because anything that happens on an airplane is federal jurisdiction. Right. So you really, you super fucked up. <laughs> the FBI will beat your ass. Sherrod <laughs> mm-hmm. previously tweeted, um, oh, shit, make sure I got my, yeah, Sherrod previously tweeted at Southwest during her flight about what she said was happening. Quote, I've spent this entire flight sitting next to a guy who has his iPad open on a tray table watching porn without using headphones, she wrote. In subsequent tweets, uh, she said she could... like, this dude is like, you know, I read this in Maxim, and they said if you have, you you know, you have porn over there, girl's just immediately gonna... Oh, God. That's it. That would be written in Hustler, not even Maxim. (laughs) In subsequent tweets, she said she could clearly see the man's penis and that there was no way staffers hadn't witnessed what was going on. Well, I mean, there could be if they didn't walk by or something like that. But yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, she couldn't help the brother out. I mean, you know, what's her civic duty? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, this week, Southwest had another public relay. Southwest is constantly fucking up, for one. Well, but all of them Delta American. I know. Southwest, in South Southwest, you got to worry about people exposing themselves on Delta. You got to be worried about getting dragged off by I the police know. off of your plane. Well, Southwest is the airline is the only, and you, and you know me, I'm never picky. As long as you can get me there, I don't fucking care. Southwest is the one airline I will not fly because they have this new thing 
Well, you don't get assigned a seat. You get assigned a yeah. section. It's like a like a quadrant of the fucking plane, and then it's just well, no, who, whatever it's seat you get to. Yeah, Southwest. No, no, you you, do, you get a freedom to choose, but you're boarded in groups. So you exactly. get a boarding group. So it's like oh, boarding group A, and then they kind of put you in numerical order, but not quite. And then it's just like a bum rush. If you and then it's like, people are just assholes. Like they're yeah. fucking dive in front of you. I had one dude last time I was on a flight. He dove in front of me to get to get the seat. And he was like, oh, better luck next time. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, if we weren't on an airplane, I would beat the fucking shit out of you just for being a dick. But because we're on an airplane and I'm aware that I'm under federal res- <laughs> jurisdiction, <laughs> I'm going to go sit somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, every and I was explaining I, I showed my wife this article and she's like, what the fuck? She goes, why is the FBI involved? I'm like, anything that happens on a plane after 9-11? <laughs> I said, and it's it's kind of hard to have your local police on there because they came from one place right. and they're landing in another place, you know. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But Spider Man in in France, that's what we yeah. should leave. What's funny though is that Southwest also had that other issue where they had they asked this one this white woman to prove that the biracial son she was holding was hers. Oh God, why? Because they're fucking stupid. It's like the IHOP manager that asked the kid that had no arms and he was eating with his feet to, to wash his feet. Make sure his feet are clean. Stop it. It's like, where, where, where are we living now? I think people like that, for little stuff like that, that really isn't a global catastrophe, but it's shit that makes you go, ugh. Yeah. Just, their punishment is get an ass whooping. Just catch an <laughs> ass whooping. <laughs> And I'm sure there would be a team of people that would be more than happy to dish out an ass whooping. Oh yeah! Like, come on now, pay me, pay me fifty bucks. I'll, I'll go whoop somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me twenty dollars and I'll be. <laughs> let me hold five dollars real quick. And I'll whoop someone. You know what? I'll just let show me, up for let free. Me, <laughs> let me help. Let me smell that hundred dollar bill and then I'll go with it. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you two dollars. What's up? <laughs> Give me a bus token. I'll go ahead. He said bus token. Yo, let me get that food stamp card for about 15 minutes. Uh, all right. That is it for us this week. Thank you for checking out, uh, checking us out this week. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us those five-star reviews. Those will help us out greatly. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. I was still laughing a little bit. <laughs> uh, follow us on that social media. Give me that lottery ticket. <laughs> right. Follow us on all the social media shit. Twitter and Instagram, both under the name The Lazy Geeks, all one word. Don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Uh, feedback, motherfuckers. What's up? You can send those uh, to the geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Let me just get that Twizzler and I'll go. <laughs> Let me get one milk dud. <laughs> Yo, give me give me that one blue M M&M and M and I go and do it. <laughs> the blue one though. The, the blue, blue one. one though. The blue one though. Or maybe the green one. What's up? <laughs> the, the blue one because that's what that motherfucker gonna look like. That's <laughs> for real. Uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at a middle aged geek and Instagram middle aged underscore geek. Let me get some water out the hose. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> You don't even got to put it in a glass. Just hammer the hose real quick. First of all, ho- hose water is delicious. You know, just actually, don't give me the nachos. Just give me the cheese. Just give yeah, me the cheese for the nachos and I'll go Give me a cup of, ch- of fucking nacho cheese. What's up? 
<laughs> I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at SapienTLG and Adam at TheLazyGeeks.com. All right, and uh, go ahead and uh, <laughs> go ahead and tweet us or comment on what what you would, what it would take to get you to beat people's asses that are that dumb. <laughs> All right, so that is it for us this week. So until next time, peace out. Thank you.